everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Well, this is the last Wonderful Women Wednesday that we will have for 2020. And I decided to open up this episode with Run the World by Beyonce. It's on my title playlist. And since we are talking about powerful women, I wanted to start with a young generation and mention someone that her achievements, they've been on television for December 2020, but because of so many things, especially the coronavirus and, of course, the election, we haven't really heard that much about her like I think we should. So I want to celebrate this young 15-year-old, Jatanjali Rao, and she is actually a person that got started before she was 15. She mentions in some interviews I'm going to play that the Flint, Michigan water crisis is what made her really, really get involved in her device that she created. At the age of 13, she invented a device to detect the lead in water. Okay, she is a 15-year-old Indian American inventor, author, scientist, And science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, she promotes strongly. We know it is STEM. She won the Discovery Education 3M Young Scientist Challenge in 2017, and she was recognized on Forbes 30 Under 30. She's actually half the age of 30 (laughs) for her innovations. You know, she was named Time Top Young Innovator in 2020 for her innovations and innovation workshops that she conducts across the globe. I'm actually going to play a few minutes of one of the workshops she did for TEDx in 2018. It was a conference, and she said that she likes to find solutions to real-life problems, and STEM helps her think different. She wants people to think differently and it helped her think differently. You know, the world belongs to those who shape it as time magazine says. And they also say in this article, and however uncertain the world may feel at a given moment, the reassuring reality seems to be that each new generation produces more of what these kids. And there were five kid of the year finalists selected from a field of more than 5,000 Americans, ages 8 to 16. You know, I really was impressed with the interview she did. In Angela, actress Angela Jolie conducted the interview. And she told her, observe, brainstorm, research, build, and communicate. Now, that's powerful from a young person And I like those words because that's the whole point of me doing this podcast. I want people to, I always mention research all the time, but I want people to build and communicate as well because, as I always say, a lot of people, they don't watch the news, they don't do research. If it's not on social media, they don't hear about it. So I'm hoping me putting these episodes on social media will have people at least click and listen and just you can do it when you're in the car or when you're bored or just doing nothing. You know, I really want to make sure that this message for this episode inspires young people 
because this young lady, as I said, she was doing things at 13. And that's what they're reporting. We don't know what she's done before 13. But I just wanted to read a few things. Uh, Angelina asked her a question in the interview, and I'm just going to read two of them. And she said, when did you know that science was a passion of yours? This is Angelina Jolie asking her. And this was her response. I feel like there wasn't really one specific aha moment. I was always someone who wanted to put a smile on someone's face. That was my everyday goal, just to make someone happy. And it soon turned into, how can we bring positivity and community to the place we live? That's what I'm trying to do. You go, girl. And then when I was in second or third grade, see, told you, I had a feeling she's been thinking long before 13. She said when she was in second or third grade, I started thinking about how can we use science and technology to create social change. I was like 10 when I told my parents that I wanted to research carbon nanotube sensor technology at the Denver Water Quality Research Lab. And my mom was like, a what? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It was just that changing factor of, you know, this work is going to be in our generation's hands pretty soon. Now, see, I really applaud her for that because a lot of people don't care about things that are happening in the world. But I hope this young lady's words will make you care more, especially if you're a parent or grandparent, because as she just said, whatever is happening right now may not affect us right now, but it definitely is going to affect the younger generation. She go on and say, so if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to do it. Go ahead, girl. She said, I'm going to do it. So then Angelina said, I love that. So much of what my generation should be doing is just making sure we do as little damage as possible to ensure that the next generation can take the lead. I like that advice. Her response to that comment is, I don't look like your typical scientist. Everything I see on TV is that it's an older, usually white man as a scientist. It's weird to me that it was almost like people had assigned roles regarding like their gender, their age, the color of their skin. My goal has really shifted not only from creating my own devices to solve the world's problems, but inspiring others to do the same as well. Because from personal experience, it's not easy when you don't see anyone else like you. So I really want to put out that message. If I can do it, you can do it. And anyone can do it. That is powerful. So that is the reason why I wanted to end 2020 Wonderful Women Wednesday celebrating this amazing 15-year-old and the first ever Time Magazine Kid of the Year. So being that she's in Denver, I tried to do research and see if the news in Denver celebrated her as well. And I actually did find a clip, and I'm going to play that clip. So check out what Denver 
News 7 said about her. She's just 15 years old and making history as the first ever Kid of the Year in Time magazine. Lone Tree's Gitanjali Lee Rao was chosen out of 5,000 other very talented young candidates. She is a scientist and an inventor. This is the latest recognition for her. In fact, last year she was named Forbes 30 under 30, like way under 30. A few years before that, at just 12 years old, she was named the nation's top young scientist. She created this device that detects lead in water. She was inspired to do it by the Flint water crisis. Rao also tackles cyberbullying. She's very passionate about tackling the nation's opioid epidemic as well. She says her innovative work all started with her passion to give back. The whole idea of putting a smile on someone's face was something that I was super, super excited to do. Like a random act of kindness every single day is what I wanted to do. And slowly I started to connect that love to my love of science and technology. Now I call myself um, someone who uses science and technology as a catalyst for social change. Unbelievable. And her message to other kids who want to change the world, start with something you're passionate about and then dive deeper. She says she is honored and still in shock about being named Kid of the Year. She says her Instagram followers have tripled <laughs> just since this morning. That issue of Time Magazine, by the way, comes out tomorrow. In 2002, a mechanic from Uberba, Brazil, was tired of frequent power cuts in his town. So Alfredo Moser took a plastic soda bottle, filled it with water, added a bit of bleach to keep the water clean, put a black cap on it, and stuck it out on its roof. Used for years in deck prisms on ships, the external light dispersed enough to give him brightness in the room, equivalent to a 40 to 60 watt light bulb. This simple solution is now used in millions of homes around the globe. But this is not an isolated story. Ali Shabazz, a marketing executive, created the life-saving dot to help solve the problem of iodine deficiency in women in India. The symbolic bindi is now also a source of iodine. And there are many more other amazing inventions. Innovation doesn't need a big R&D budget and a lot of resources. It needs the genuine drive and motivation to make a difference in our communities. My name is Gitanjali Rao. I'm 13 years old, and I like to find solutions to real-world problems. I'm also an active promoter of science, technology, engineering, and math. I write and speak in schools and forums like these to help socialize the idea of STEM. Some of my works and innovations have garnered recognition, and I like to share some of what worked for me with others. Today, I'll be talking about innovation and the process of thinking differently. To make it a bit real, I'd like to walk you through some of my latest work and tell you a personal story about a device I created to detect lead in drinking water. I'd also like to take this opportunity to talk about the role of all of us in promoting science and technology, especially the importance of girls joining and staying with scientific research and engineering. Let me share with you how I went about creating my device to detect lead in water. My journey has been about tackling one of the main challenges we face today. That is, access to clean drinking water. 
The state of water in India today is that mercury, arsenic, and cadmium are the top metallic compounds in water that is harmful. Increasingly, due to aging pipes and lack standards, lead is also becoming one of the most harmful contaminants in our water supply. Health effects of lead in water can range anywhere from birth defects to serious health issues, which can even lead to death. <clears throat> Unfortunately, there aren't a whole lot of solutions to easily test for lead in drinking water. My parents couldn't do it easily, and there are entire cities like Flint, Michigan in the U.S., where lead contamination affected many of its residents, especially children. So I decided to create a device to detect lead in water. My solution addresses the core issue of speedy detection, helping people take preventative measures and maybe even saving lives. It uses the latest developments in nanotechnology, is easy to use, fast, accurate, portable, and inexpensive. MIT and others have been working on using carbon nanotubes, a special form of carbon structure known for its conductivity properties as gas sensors. Detecting a chemical contaminant like lead, especially in a liquid medium, required a different approach than current techniques. And using an emerging technology like carbon nanotubes seemed like a logical and promising solution. I named my device Tethys after the Greek goddess of fresh water. Tethys consists of a core device with a processor, a Bluetooth, inbuilt Bluetooth, and a power source, a disposable lead sensor cartridge, and a smartphone that displays results. Let's say the water here has lead in it. When I dip this cartridge into the water I want to test, the lead in the water binds with the chloride ions doped within the carbon nanotubes in the disposable cartridge, forming lead chloride molecules. This increases the amount of resistance to the flow of current and decreases the conductivity. The conductivity drop is correlated to severity of lead compounds in water. Think about speed bumps on a highway. So I've made it easier for the user by adding an Adafruit processor to measure all resistance and current values. And with inbuilt Bluetooth, it sends the data to your mobile phone, which displays results of either safe, slightly contaminated, or critical. My device continues to evolve. Today, I'm unveiling the latest version of my device, which I designed and printed myself. The de device is now 60% smaller and over 300% more power efficient. Thank you. Now, in case you're wondering how this was all, how all this all came about, I actually did my research, and there was a show uh, for, I guess it was on Nickelodeon. It was called Meet Time's First Ever Kid of the Year, and it was hosted by uh, talk show host Trevor Noah. So he's going to explain how this all came about, and even though he is talking to several of the kids that were the finalists, I'm only going to play his introduction of how it came about and then the one who won so you guys can understand how this uh, first ever award, as I mentioned, came about. Hello and welcome everyone to the first ever Time for Kids Kid of the Year. I'm your host, Trevor Noah. The search for Kid of the Year was exhausting. Nickelodeon teamed up with Time for Kids to scour the nation for 2020 difference makers. 
This year, there were so many kids doing so many amazing things. I mean, some of them were just doing silly dances, but most of them were real achievements. Our team sorted through more than 5,000 nominations, and it wasn't easy, but we narrowed down the list to just 20 finalists. Then, our kid committee stepped in, and with their help, we settled on five honorees. Five kids whose passion, impact, and meaningful response to a challenging year has really set them apart. Basically, I like to use the latest developments in technology to help solve real-world problems out there. I like to say that I use science and technology as a catalyst for social change. And kindness is something that is so, so beyond important to me. Everything that I do combines the two. That's really how I see the world, as a combination of science and kindness for whatever we do. And what can I do with this to change the future? What can I do with this to change the now? I basically like to say I'm inspired by everything and anything around me. Overall, I'm a super, super curious person. I'm always asking questions. Like Flint water crisis, I created a device called Tethys, which helped to detect lead in drinking water. I've tackled prescription opioid addiction and cyberbullying. Introducing Kindly, an artificial intelligence and natural language processing based solution to detect and prevent cyberbullying. So if nobody else is going to do anything about it, my thought process is I have to do something about it. Of course, I love innovating. I love coming up with ideas, but I wanted to do more. I wanted to talk to more students. So while I was quarantined at home, I decided to go for global outreach. I realized that there needed to be more students looking to make a difference. And a lot of them just don't know where to start. And I kind of want to be that starting point for them. Hey everyone. Hi, it's Gitanjali here. I am so, so excited to be with you guys today. You know, seeing that inspiration and seeing that motivation and drive grow. Hi, Gitanjali. I have a question, which is, how do you improve pre-existing designs? What kind of things did you have to sacrifice to get to where you are right now? My question is, if you ever get frustrated when you're making something, what do you use, do, or think to calm you down? The most important thing is do what you love to do and don't hold back on your dreams. Imagine the work that could be done with a movement of students across the globe who also realize that I want to do this too. It's like once you ignite that fire, you want to keep it going. It looks like we have a late arrival. I believe she has a special question. No. I'm here. I think, I think no. I'm a late arrival. No! Oh my gosh. Hi! Hi, Katanjali. Okay, I'm Kristen. I'm a longtime fan, first time guest. First of all, hi. It's so great to meet you. I'm major fangirling right now. I watched Frozen 2 on the flight here for the sixth time obsessed with it. Um, it is so nice to meet you too. And I do have a follow-up question. Actually, it's more of a statement. Gitanjali, congratulations. You are a top five honoree for Kid of the Year. That no! is so awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It is so inspiring. I just wanted to say congratulations again. You are awesome. I guess I'm not going to stop anytime soon. This is something that comes from the heart. And when you're doing things that you love, you're never tired. You just want to keep going. As I mentioned, I just wanted to play um, the initial interview. Well, actually, this is uh, Trevor Noah, and he's talking about the finalists. But 
Kristen Bell, who is an actress, and as you heard her mentioned, um, she is the voice on the Frozen movies. The young lady is a major fan of Frozen, so she was excited that what was happening in the background, it's a video, you can actually go on YouTube and find it. This young lady is a teacher, and she was actually doing a virtual class with young future inventors. And Kristen Bell chimed in on the virtual video class and let her know at that moment she was one of the top finalists. So I wanted to just play that so people like me and you who had no idea about this and how it began, it sounds like this is going to be a yearly thing. So if you have kids that are um, innovators or just doing something positive to change the world, you might want to go to Nickelodeon's website or Time Magazine's website and see how you can maybe enter them for 2021. Because as uh, this young lady mentions, they are the future and a lot of them have that drive and they're excited and motivated. I know my one of my twin granddaughters is really into STEM. And in first grade, I'm so thankful that she is in a STEM elementary, which I didn't even know they had. It's a regular public school, but they have a STEM program in the elementary. And she's excited. So I just think that, and she's only six. And I just think that this is very encouraging for our young people. And I just wanted to just lift her up and, and introduce her to the world. So with that being said, I'm just going to close this out for 2020. And I just want to once again, thank you guys for listening. And I'm hoping these episodes are encouraging. And I want to thank some of the international fans. You know, when you do podcasting, you have, well, depending on your hosting, I'm guessing it's all of them. You have statistics about your audience, your followers and all that. And I pulled up my statistics and I have an audience in, of course, United States, but I want to shout out to the international audience in the United Kingdom, Germany, Ireland, and France. I thank you guys for listening. And as I said in previous podcasts, I want to do this live once we are in a situation where we can do it. I will probably, um, I'm not a big social media person, but I guess I'm about to be. I will probably do an Instagram account and a YouTube page where I can actually do visual uh, interviews and just my episodes where you can see me. So with that being said, I hope this was an informative episode and I thank you guys for listening. And even though I'm only a couple months old, I'm hoping 2021 is an amazing year for ladies promoting transparent advocacy because the organization had no plans of doing a podcast, but it just kind of worked out where right now so much is going on. I got a lot to say and I want to make sure people get information that they may not get because they don't watch the news, don't like the news, or maybe even don't care. So I'm just trying to be a voice to bridge information. And it's not just for ladies. That's my focus. But as I always mention, we have a fabulous, excuse me, a fantastic fellows Friday. And we also like to highlight the men, but 
I'm all about the ladies first. I'm not going to lie about it. That's my passion right now. And 2020 has shown ladies are unbelievably powerful. And we want to do whatever we can as a community to make things positive. It's been a tough, tough couple years, especially in America. So I'm hoping 2021 is a better year for all of us. So with that being said, please follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And as I've mentioned, we are on all the podcast apps. If you download this episode on Podbean, you will see links to my Pandora, my Apple, and my Spotify apps. Um, I'm Going to post the Alexa tune in and um, oh, Google Play links as soon as I can find them. I just have so much going on. I do work full time normally, so I have to squeeze these episodes in. And uh, it's a lot of work, but just hang in there with me. I'm really excited. I'm loving this. And I just hope you guys continue to listen. If you have any questions, comments, or subjects you would like for me to discuss, definitely give us a call at 404-855-7723. Or you can send an email to podcast host Shay Pate, all small letters, 19 at gmail.com. And I want to make it clear when I say we, I mean you and I. Not me. I'm the one you're hearing, but the whole point of this is for the community to be a village again. I think we have been wounded so much in the last couple of years, and especially in 2020, that we should start thinking about coming together, bridging, healing, and what they always say, more than one is powerful, a group is definitely powerful, and I just want to be a positive part of the world. So, you know I like to end all my episodes with the favorite question. What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.